You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Alright everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Couch Potatoes. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I'm Alex. Morrison. And welcome back guys, welcome back. Last week was a fun news filled episode and we took a couple weeks off for Halloween and work and everything else. Oh, and yeah. Fuck it, Halloween's not over to us. Nope, and never. our main topic, we're going to be running down some of the, some of the best horror movies that came out this year. Yeah. But on that note, uh, talking about taking a few weeks off, um, check out. I, I, this is the first time I actually have reason to do some cross promotion. Uh, check out the something good for you feed this. Friday, I had a very special interview with this really cool artist, and it's actually going to be our very first video episode, because I'm trying to transition something good for you into a video podcast, because anytime something good for you is recorded, it's being recorded through Zoom, and Zoom automatically records my video every single time, so... I feel like this is just the first episode that I went, you know what, fuck it, I have to do video, I want a video content to this, and it turned out fine, I think it looks okay, I'll have to double check during the edit, I'm going to be doing that tomorrow, but if all goes as planned, something good for you is officially going to finally transition over to being an audio and video podcast. Yeah, that's exciting. It is. It's very exciting, and um, as you see, I'm slowly getting the uh, the office set up. It's getting a little bit more camera ready. I did a few tests. It actually looked pretty good on the camera during the uh, Zoom interview I did last night, so who knows? So yeah, definitely if you guys are interested in seeing where all this is heading now, definitely check out the Something Good For You show this Friday. Yay! But yeah, uh on that note of also skipping a few weeks one of those reasons were uh chris you and mikey black from this fucking guy uh ran all the way up to uh west virginia yeah we saw brad smith uh host of the rim uh one of the best venues out and about when you're absolutely check them out on facebook and instagram and all that you, you they have had so many cool and amazing bands i mean even oh, yeah. uh topical for the season that just passed uh, they've even had the jasons yep. go and play uh as a time of recording this uh, they've done their last halloween show for the year uh, they had truck stop and i believe a pageant i think were there um great guys great group of you know great bands and stuff like that you were showing me them uh in the car earlier yeah. and they were really good um but yeah, so they they had their last show today as recording this. Uh, but no, we went up there. Uh, me and Mikey, I took uh, some time off from work and decided to go up there for yeah, you know, just for just for shits and giggles. And uh, I got to see my family that lives not far from Brad, which is kind of more convenient than anything. Right. Um, but no, we checked out the uh, Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum in Weston, um, mm. not too far, about thirty minutes away from Brad's place. And uh, it's always for me, this is like the third time I've went, so it was exciting. 
if you get a chance it's worth the ride up there it's worth the 10 bucks to take the, just the tour check it out it, it's been around uh, it closed down in 1995 it's been around since the post-civil war it is a fantastic tour it's uh if it for the holiday season it was really packed this time of year which was kind of awesome seeing all these people from all over there mm-hmm. uh but yeah we uh we did the pageant uh we did the uh, tour of the criminally insane part where uh people who are convicted of violent crimes who are prison there uh, for mental illness and it is surreal looking like this it's all cordoned off by itself it's not part of the main thing and this, like for some people who don't know it this place sits on like 55 fucking acres of land in a holler you know in west virginia and for those that don't know a holler is a valley surrounded by mountains um and now let me ask you this because you were saying you know it's kind of like sequestered off in its own little area the specific thing you're talking about you could sniff this out like i could does it seem staged meaning like does it seem like they've placed papers around and maybe a knocked over coffee mug does the do the room seem staged or does it genuinely seem like just one day they just up and left and that's how it was so the reason it's closed down is because they built a new facility so a lot of the stuff the damage that was done to the place by the people who were there is still there Mm. so um this this place ran the gambit of all kind of mental illness and it's sequestered off for certain parts like you would a prison you know you put violent criminals here you put non-violent here um but what what's really odd about the place is even though it's non-functioning you can tell the way it did function just from walking around it Mm. and how surreal it would have been to just be a patient here so like for example um all the rooms have a opening above the doors to where someone from the outside could open that little area and look in a mirror and see you in your own room without having to open the door i've seen that kind of stuff like in jail cells and yeah stuff. yeah this place uh, the rooms are bigger you know they're built like little little apartment rooms probably a little bit smaller than this room we're in now but you know it's just you mm-hmm. uh some rooms are a little bit smaller some of you had like wide open areas where you and like 15 16 other people would sleep on a floor kind of like a barracks right and that's how the criminally insane one was um it was all like marbled and tiled and stuff like that but there is a cage and then there's a space between the cage, uh, ch- cage bar area and the shatterproof windows so just in case uh something was to happen in this one unit if they were to get a gun they couldn't shoot their way out bulletproof glass and stuff like that uh also it's all ramps no stairs um because when if your feet are shackled you can't climb stairs so that's the way they were move people to and fro and i will say this you know being not you know i wasn't shackled or anything but going down these these ramps Mm -hmm. they were kind of steep yeah so i just imagine your feet shackled and you're trying to get up this steep you know this it's not like like super steep but it's steep enough where you can feel in your fucking back yeah um and you could tell where there was a lot of trial and error like oh this one is like the cordon off rooms and it's like uh they can reach the bars and snatch your fucking ass like why the fuck did you go <laughs> why did you go to this way and it's like oh no that's the first draft and it's like we'll fix it later <laughs> well, trust us trust us just trust us we got this we got this and you know this is like my like i said there's like third tour through and stuff like that and uh this is the point where i didn't take mm. um we actually did it by accident uh so me and mikey and my two cousins had went with us uh charlotte and ella they had never been they live in west virginia and just never went right um and i paid for like the little ten ten dollar tour for everybody um and then we're outside and the fun thing about the outside there's no gate 
mm-hmm. on the outside. There never was. The whole town of Weston is built around this insane asylum. So, and it's self-sufficient. So, back in the day, it had a coal mine. It had natural gas. It had, you know, farming areas and people for people to work. So, it was very self-sufficient. They grew their own food and stuff like that. They didn't really need a lot of help. So, the whole town was raised around this place. So, there was no need for a giant gate like you would see in like a prison, you know, like a giant four gate. And there'd be stories of people just like a patient all in white just like walking off the campus. You know? <laughs> hey, buddy, what you doing? But like they didn't have a lot of violent crime from these people because those were trusted uh, inmates, basically. Mm. Um, but they'd show up on like some person's front porch and that person would be like, you want some coffee or something? And, like, <laughs> and, and like there was stories of like people like, like, yeah, they would just sit on the porch and just feel something normal. Right. They'd bring my sandwich of coffee and call the asylum, and the guys, two guys in fucking nurses' uniforms, would show up and be like, "Hey, buddy, let's go." Okay, and they <laughs> like the Bill Burr bit. Yeah, they, they would be they'd be going down back to the place. Yeah. Uh, the whole all the phone lines were ran through that place. So if you lived in the town of Weston, I called up Zing Zing. It's like operator uh, Weston. I'm just like, "Hey, can I speak to Alex Stiff?" Yeah, one moment. Click, 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 and you would have to go through that way. That's so interesting, and you know they were spying. Yeah, but like. In the height of like the 1940s and 50s, during the height of like the communist fear and stuff like that, that would be very, very easy to do, mm-hmm. especially in a state like West Virginia where unions are being formed, which oh, yeah. were like a socialist communist bullshit. So it, it's a very, like I said, it's a very unique thing. I recommend anybody to go up there who mm-hmm. ever decides to drive six hours up from Charlotte, but, <laughs> but there's so much more up there on the way. So. Right. One thing we kind of skipped, and we did because the weather was going bad, was Bridge Day. Yeah. Uh, over the New River Gorge. Uh, the highway bridge that goes over, We've me and you have stopped there many times, um, it's so high off the ground that people can parachute down. Yeah. Uh, free base jump. Um, this year they had one accident where someone's parachute, I think, failed, and they fell into the river. I, I believe they're okay. Uh, they didn't say they died, which they do have deaths every now and then. Yeah. But uh, you were, you're saying it like averaged out to be like almost every other year? Yeah, like one every two years. Okay. Yeah, so I've never actually seen one even die, so that's always good. Oh. <laughs> but they also do bungee jumping on the bottom of the bridge. So right. um, it's always fun to watch because they set up this little mini catapult that mm-hmm. launches people out from the bridge a little bit, and it's pretty neat to watch. But they do have just the base itself where you just jump off. Imagine how fucking crazy we are as humans. It's like, yeah, load me up in a catapult and shoot me. I'll pay you to do it. Yeah, we used to do it to bitches all the time. <laughs> Before, you know, OSHA. <laughs> we had midget tossing. What a, what a fucking sport. Can't this wasn't no Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, we can't do shit like that no more. People have rights and shit. But another thing is, like, we, me and my... He, saw the list on the wall of things that you could be admitted for. Uh, he talks about all this fucking guy. Um, but some of the stuff on there is just dumber than fuck. Like, uh, you know, some of the stuff is like, just say depression, but some of it like specific depression, like my wife died, my husband died, uh, married to mother, mother, and it was just like okay that's that's incest uh, <laughs> but another one but that, another, that one's understandable for you to be another here. one is just the word melancholia which just means depression sad she had a bad case of sad <laughs> i'm just feeling a little down lock her up yeah yeah that's exactly how that was uh the war the words the war were out there like three times war, wow war one world war two probably korea <laughs> the war yeah 
but it's PTSD. Yeah. Uh, some of the other stuff on there were like vaguely described eating disorders, like mm. doesn't eat enough, so anorexia. Yeah. Uh, Eats too much. Fat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like some some of the ones uh, on there were uh, asthma was on there. You'd be admitted I, for having. I would have been fucked. Yeah. They would have put your skinny ass in there no time. Yep. Uh, they had one of their uh, reads too much. You would have been in there no time. Yep. Uh, talks blatantly about, like, openly poli- uh, about politics. Oh, God. They, they would have been knocking on your at fucking door. They can come and get it, son. <laughs> you ain't taking me alive. Hell no. Well, no, this is kind of nice. <laughs> but another thing they showed were some of the tools they used. Mm, see, I wish you'd grab some photos of that. I did. Ooh. Uh, uh, so you see, uh, if you've ever heard the, uh, the name Dr. Friedman. Dr. Friedman... Uh, I'm going to use this term vaguely, perfected, quote-unquote, the lobotomy. <laughs> the lobotomy is when they take out a certain part of your brain with a, uh, a well, they get to it with a spike mm. and take it out with a piece of forceps. You create a little bit of scrambled egg in the process. Yeah, yeah. Lobotomy. Uh, some people, it worked. Out of uh, like a one in 10,000. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, me and Mikey were looking at some of the photos, and like it showed this one woman, and she had this very stern look on her face, and then it was post lobotomy, and she has a smile on her face, and Mikey just says, "Oh, look, she, she looks good," and I'm just like, Mikey, that's how she's gonna look forever with a smile on her face. I love how probably in full earnest he probably looked at her and went, "Well, she looks fine now." He did, <laughs> but, but but like, why, why did we get rid of those? Uh, well, because one thing about lobotomy is uh, it gets rid of the soul. Uh, you don't feel anything except for one thing. You basically, the whole menagerie in your brain of happy, sad, angry, you know, it's all gone and replaced with just one of those. <laughs> and it's there forever. And ever and, and ever. ever. Fun fact, uh, Robert, Ke- uh, J- John F. Kennedy's sister was a victim of the lobotomy oh, by wow. Dr. Friedman because she was born with a uh, mental disorder. And to fix her, they lobotomized her. Wow. And that's one of the more darker histories of the Kennedy family, other than, you know, killing women in cars and getting their head blown off. Would you say that's some history we forgot? Yeah, that's going to be on there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, this guy would literally travel around the country in a van and do lobotomies. And Weston, Come and get your lobotomies here. Well, Weston was one of his main stops. They said the fear in patients' eyes as they were walking the grounds and see that van, they would flee because they thought... Because another thing is, psychology at that time was kind of willy-fucking-nilly. Oh, yeah. Hey, I want to try this on this person. Mm. And they would be forced and coerced into getting a lobotomy that they didn't need. Uh, It all comes to a head when he does it to uh, a 12-year-old boy and talks about it on national television. Everybody's like, oh, my God, you're a fucking monster. (laughs) Yeah. So, But a lot of people who got lobotomies were just just destroyed by it another yeah. one is the electric shock therapy you mm-hmm. see, we saw the original uh, little generators for the electric shock and how they got bigger and bigger over time the metal tables they used um, another one my favorite and I sent it to a few friends of mine uh, were uh, pamphlets and posters uh, what is a homosexual <laughs> And then on the bottom of it was how to cure homosexuality, and I'm just laughing my fucking ass off because lobotomies. Well, that's that, but like it was just like well, a homosexual, and it's like a very it's very cordial poster. Yeah, about it's very informative for the time it came out in the 1940s, as opposed to now is 
you know, homosexual this, and then you get a comment section. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this was just like a little pamphlet. <laughs> but it wasn't like it was like they didn't really say it was a mental disorder. They were saying what it was. And right. then the next one was like, we can cure it, even though they don't say it's an illness. So right. it's, it's this weird like face, like mask to shade it over. But like, fucking but, John Cena's right yeah, mouth. This yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like just, you can't fucking see me. Just the invisible takedown. <laughs> and another one, uh, another one is a. Uh, Actually, a popular soda we grew up with was formed because of mental illness. RC? Seven Up. Seven Up. So the uh, for some reason I just feel like RC has some Royal sort Crown of bad <laughs> that has like some sort of weird fucked up history or conspiracy behind so its history. The, the 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 story behind Seven Up is because it's a it was filled with lithium. It was a lithium soda, as opposed to coca-cola which was made from the base of coca leaves mm-hmm. seven up was made with lithium to calm you the fuck down <laughs> and it's called seven up because seven is the base number on the periodic table for lithium it's right. the seventh element but it, it if you take lithium it is a upper in a way but you have to take quite a bit of it right. so if you drank seven up that was the thing and so eventually they took the lithium out of it because it was a citrus soda mm-hmm. and people just enjoyed the soda right so that's crisp and clean and no caffeine <laughs> you know that's the yeah, that's the that's the slogan Oh yeah, damn! It's it's really good. Cool. Oh, fun fact: it's the second largest sandstone structure on Earth, in the middle of West Virginia. The first one is the Kremlin. Do you know what the Kremlin is? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So like, it's kind of sketchy. Yeah, it's a little bit. <laughs> uh, the like floors it. are made of asbestos tiles. Uh, everything is looks like it's falling apart, but it's not. Uh, yeah, and it, see, and that's why I asked, how much of it do you feel like it's staged? It's not. It's not so like or doctored up. It's uh, it's not doctored up. This is this is the stand in time. Like there's no money there to redo tile work. There's no money to redo you know the steel work. So like yeah. we go to the third floor on this criminal unit, and there's puddles on the ground because mm-hmm. it's leaking. The roof is leaking. You know right. there are disheveled parts because they're not going to fix that. There's no money. Well, yeah. So so I wasn't talking about staged as in like fixing it up. I'm talking about staged as in making it seem creepier and worse than it actually should be. No, I don't think uh, I have no. I don't yeah. see any of that there. It does have a weird vibe, which I don't really believe in, but it does have that real vibe when people are around just talking about it. Uh, it's weird vibes, man. Yeah, weird like, vibes. I hear people tell you that when they go to like New Orleans and stuff like that. I'm just like, that shit's not real. You're just sick. Um, <laughs> you just have a bad case of the willies. Yeah, you, you, you had some bad chicken. Yeah. Uh, there is a weird, like, it's not a weird feeling, like, I think there's spirits in there. There's a weird feeling where you're just like, Oh, this is where you can murder someone like freely and get away with it. Like there, there, there's parts of that area in the in that hospital where, in the criminal insane unit, that you're looking around like I think I saw this in a textbook somewhere about Germany, circa World War Two. <laughs> like like it looks like that. It looks like kind of like a little concentration camp a little bit. Um, so so actually to kind of work on what you were saying with that because that kind of led me down an interesting path. So. Uh, I don't traditionally believe in like ghosts or spirits that can like haunt a building either. Yeah. However, I do feel semi hypocritical on saying that because there are other things that can show that the emotions of others in the room can affect you. Yeah. So like, you know, someone that's an empath, you know, someone that can really truly, you know, pick out those emotions and feel it. If you're feeling sad, that person can kind of pick up on the sad feelings and they themselves feel sad. I feel like with as much horrible things, tragedy, sadness, anger, and maliciousness that happened within those walls, 
some sort like what you're saying like how it felt weird there has to be some sort of like magnetic energy to the feelings that were happening there even if it's not like a spirit it's the whole idea of like you know how everyone feels good after a live rock and roll show well chris may not because you don't like live music but Mm. but you know someone that enjoys live music that feels very cathartic afterward because of the sound waves affecting your body so a good a good theory behind that uh we actually get this from dogs uh when you take dogs to a certain place, like the vet or something like that, they get really fucking sketchy. Yeah. Because we assume they're smelling an animal that had died. Mm-hmm. Another dog that had died. Or like fear. Or fear, yeah. But it's because instinctually they know something's wrong with the area. They know this because of smell. Because you can't, like dogs can't unsmell the dead. We, as a society, know that there are places that are run by the people that run us that are bad places. Yeah. One of them are asylums and prisons. So if we go through an abandoned hospital, we know people have died in hospitals because that's a natural order of life. Mm-hmm. So when we go through an abandoned one, subconsciously, without you really thinking about it, you're going to think about people who died in there, even if it's for a millisecond. And that's going to set your tone for the rest of your you know time going in. That's like haunted houses are so much fun when you're like, hey, I saw the Lizzie Borden house. Oh, man, it gave me the willies. Well, it gave you the willies because it's the fucking Lizzie Borden house, <laughs> and two people got chopped the fuck up to mince meat in there. That's why it bothers you. You didn't think about it, and you didn't say it out loud, but subconsciously, you know there are two people got murdered in here, and that physically bothers you because it fucking should. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but when you go into like an asylum like this that's been closed down for years, mm-hmm. and, oh, yeah, in fact, it only closed in like 1994. Yeah. So <laughs> you already know bad things are in this place because sometimes bad people get put here. And bad things happen to good people. And bad people. Bad people. Sh- bad things should happen to bad people, too. <laughs> like, I'm not discriminating. Uh, but <laughs> so we go to one part, and there, there's this one area, like, it's called the yard, but it's mm-hmm. not that big as, like, a prison yard or anything. It's very small, and there's cages and uh, Constantine wire. My cousin is standing beside me, and this woman, who's the tour, the tour guy, is telling us about a young man who, quote unquote, took care of his mother uh, and got out uh, a lot. Um, and as soon as she said, were being a lot, yeah, but, uh, she was telling us about this one guy and when she said ter- uh, term, uh, took care of it, my cousin, Charlotte laughed and then everyone looked at us cause we were like toward the back yeah. and I'm like standing in front of my cousin, Charlotte, I'm like, God damn it. And she's holding my, she's holding my back. She's like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, was she, it like she, she, so? So, so she told me she's like, as we're taking the tour. Well, it, hold on. So, what, was it like one of your laughs, like one of those? <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, not she didn't have an eat. My cousin Charlotte doesn't have an evil man laugh, but <laughs> it was like a chuckle, you know, like <laughs> yeah, and like so that just a little chuckle got everyone turning around. Well, because the, the tour guy was very, very serious. Okay. About the about the horrific thing this guy did to his family. And <laughs> and she laughed because one of the people there had a child with them and put their hand over the child's ears and that's why she laughed. And like we walked up to him like mid tour, she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh, but like you put your hands over your kids and it made me laugh. And I'm just like Yeah, it's gonna get so much fucking worse. Oh god. Because Mikey and me 
are laughing constantly about shit we see because they'll let you walk around the area yeah. during the tour to just kind of get a feel for the area. And they had these little bunks set up where the beds were, and someone had a loose cigarette laid on one of the beds. And he's like, hey, look at that. And I'm like, yeah, ha, 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 ha. You know, then, I, then I turned around. I'm like, he would fucking point at that, you fucking goofy <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and like, it, it's it's kind of weird to explain. You have to kind of be there a little bit, but I, that's why I say take the tour. Yeah, it's always, I'll probably do it again when I go back up. You're welcome to join me. No, but, I definitely want to. I, it, I've been hearing enough about it for like the last four to five years. Yeah, um, and you learn so much about how far we've come, like from putting people in dark rooms from putting people in like tiny cells and stuff like that until they feel better to like use an actual medicine like thorazine and lithium you know like <laughs> you know, pe- th- things people use like fucking prozac and you know get their goddamn mind right back when we were a civilized country yeah back back, back when we put people in what's called the no sleep room where they put yeah. your where they tie your arms to one end of the wall to the other so you don't fall down exactly and you can't sleep because you're standing up Civilized country. Yeah. Uh, That was one of the fun. And then uh, there was a small poster that that talked about one way of fixing people. It was called um, called the insulin method. Uh, And for those who know, your insulin has to be when you you prick your finger and you test your your sugars, you know. uh, Test your sugars. Yeah. It should be within a certain range. You really don't want it to go above 180. 180 is a good, good spot. Well, what they would do is they would inject people with insulin until their blood sugar dropped to zero. And they'd put you in ice water to shock your fucking body. And fun fact, if you put get if you put if I put you in ice water, you're going to start burning calories really fast because your body's trying to heat itself up. Right. And so not only are you burning calories, now your blood sugar is at fucking zero, so it has nothing to feed on. So now all the high, all the all the fucking moisture in your muscles are straining at once and you're basically tensing your whole fucking body up until you have what's called a fake seizure and then they take you the fuck out and they would do that until you're right <laughs> you want it again no sir you wanted to you wanted to talk to your dead mama again huh? no no sir no you want no. to talk about politics in the street no no, no i don't you're gonna breathe right huh boy uh-huh, uh-huh. just takes this fucking hat takes your inhaler and displays in front of you <laughs> <laughs> you little bastard <laughs> I'm gonna beat the asthma out of you. Asthma's of the devil. You got the devil in you, boy. But yeah, so devil's like, grabs. He's got his hand around your throat. So I did take a photo of the list, and I'm gonna just cherry pick a few, and you tell me what you think they are. <laughs> <laughs> cherry pick them and tell you what they think they are. All no, right. But you, you tell me what you think they are. Okay. And I'm gonna show you a quick picture. That's a large list. That is a very large list. I have a poster of this in my car because uh, I bought I bought some stuff. I, I felt like an <laughs> asshole. Uh, so, uh, from October uh, uh, 22nd to 18, of 1864 to 1889, these were the reasons that you could be put in. Okay. Uh, the war. <laughs> Grief. The war. Asthma. Domestic trouble. Uh, fever. My and, husband's beating me. All right. Yep. Sunstroke. If you had sunstroke, they'll put your ass in here. Uh, if you had a bad case of jealousy, uh, a bad case of venereal excesses, someone's got the clap. <laughs> So we got the VD. Rumor of husband's murder. Wait, what? Repeat that? Rumor. Rumor. Of husband's murder. Now, define what that would be. I think it's someone who thinks their husband's dead, and he's just, like, asleep. <laughs> A lot. Okay. Okay. This one is one of my first. Uterine derangement, also known as feminine hysteria. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
she's got hysteria which for those who don't know is a fake disease which means for victorian women who just had anxiety and needed a good lay like <laughs> this is always reminded of that scene in an airplane get a hold of yourself wait a minute oh doctor you're being called let me and there's and it's a lot get of a people of yourself. and it's just a lot of people just whooping her ass uh uh dropsy which is dropsy a, tuning no no dropsy yeah dropsy tuning yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the the note C is like in heavy yeah. metal. Drop C tuning. Drop C as the term is mental illness for people with Down syndrome. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, I uh, am associating it with congestion metal, so. congestion of the brain. You got a runny nose? Nope, something's wrong with your brain. Congestion of the brain. Bad company. Bad company. Timothy <laughs> McVeigh would have been there so goddamn fast. <laughs> Because all he did was listen to fucking Bad Company in Iraq. Uh, politics, women, nymphomania, moral sanity, greediness. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't be throwing the nymphos in there. They're, they're yeah. providing like a valuable service to society. Yeah. Uh, egotism. I can't go in there. Yeah. <laughs> a bad case of superstition. Yep. So far, literally, me and all my friends are in there. Uh, some of these are just common diseases you'd be put in there because it is a hospital, like smallpox, uh, milk fever, stuff like that. Uh, crime. Just the word crime is on there, which is, fi- which is fascinating. And uh, there goes every other person that wouldn't yeah. have been in there. Uh, the last ones listed, the few, a few of the last ones, and this is my funny one. Immor- immoral life, young lady and fear, that's all it says, and laziness. Now, now this is why... All right, immoral life is what made me laugh because Mikey did not read it that way. He read it as immortal life. <laughs> and I'm like, do you think they would have put someone here who could live forever? <laughs> well, we're going to test it and see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fighting fire. Literate motherfucker. Fighting fire was on here. So if you're a goddamn firefighter, your ass is lit up in Wait, here. It, it says fighting fire. I have a poster. I'll let you see the poster. <laughs> I mean, I believe you. Yeah. I'm just like, wow. It is like, this is a long, I don't have time to read them all because I would just be laughing the whole fucking time. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm, my brain is really stuck on that. Could fighting fire mean like a different terminology than I it think, does I'm now? Hoping it, I'm really hoping it's a guy who just like starts fires and fights them with his fists. Well, yeah. <laughs> it'd, it'd be like, you know. Like if, a pyromaniac. With like if on there it was just like smoking a fag. It's like, that's not blowing a gay guy. You know, they're talking about smoking a cigarette. You know, so it's like. Depends what city you're in. So it's like, I just maybe fighting fires meant something else back then. Yeah. One of the ones I kind of, I kind of agree with. Or, or maybe back then firefighters were seen as um, uh, anti-God or anti-religious because they're going against God's will by putting out the fire that was meant to be there. Could be. Uh, to, uh, periodical fits, comma, tobacco. Nick fits. That's all I could think of. It's like someone's having a fucking Nick fit. Yeah. And they're being put in a fucking asylum. Yep. Um and that's odd for that time, like time period, because back then cigarettes were seen as like a fucking mint. Yeah, but it's like, it's not even that. It's just like it's not just uh, cigarettes. It's snuff, yeah. chewing tobacco, mm-hmm. and like all that stuff. Right, yeah. And snuff, snuff eating is on here too, which is something that people did was snuff eating. Um, but yeah, like there's just so many fun ones on here that are just batshit insane. Overtaxing mental powers. 
is over here. And I'm thinking overtaxing mental powers. I'm like, did you put Professor X in here? Like, (laughs) what the fuck? But like, Doc, my mental powers are just too overtaxing. And I gotta say, man, we were there for probably two, two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. It's worth the fun, man. Because another part of it is they had the artwork, Mm. the uh, artwork of some of the patients that were in there, and. Some of it is really well done. I don't know if you've ever seen prison art before, but some of it can be really some, some, some prisoner uh, artwork. Yeah, but it could, some of it can be very elaborate. Yeah, some of it can be very dull. Uh, no, but, but some some of these were just fantastic. Like they did like clay works and stuff like that. Some of them look like uh, so they made these masks uh, out of clay, and they look like death masks. That's what I was about to say. It's just like no, let's not. Let, that I didn't take any pictures of those, but like. There are there was quite a bit of stuff I did take photos of. Um, I'm sure you'll post it up in Discord after the episode yeah, drops. Yeah, but uh, we like I said we had a great time. Um, like when I said they had the little uh, chair they'd put people in for the lobotomy and yeah. stuff like that, and like my cousin Charlotte, you know, she had a ball let me in there. Nice. Um, yeah what is a homosexual i have a picture of the homosexual poster what is a homosexual according to popular belief and it's just like go on homosexuals are a third sex born with bodies of the wrong sex a third sex born with the bodies of the wrong sex hereditarily incapable of normal love easily recognized by one another I'm just imagining like the idea of like dogs that'll find each other just from a bark. Yeah. Uh, Impotent men and frigid women. (laughs) Feminine men and masculine women. Highly talented and creative. And I love this part. In bold letters, all capitalized, all of us have homosexual tendencies. But only a few are bold enough to express them. Some people are bisexual, equally able to enjoy relation uh, uh, with their own or the opposite sex. Among homosexuals, men outnumber women. None of this is true. (laughs) And then the article starts off and like, this was like a poster so it ended by saying none of this is true. Yeah, that was popular. That was a popular myth about oh. homosexuals. And then I thought they were like trying to push that as like the truth. Yeah. Um, new theory claims homosexuality can be cured. Modern medicine sees deviation of physical problem, disputing old belief that homos are made not born it says homos like it's fucking wow. hilarious uh, it's right above a picture of john kennedy uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh pop her in the head again uh, <laughs> but uh it's, it's, it's like i said it's fascinating to be there it's one of those things in history one of those little nuggets of history you either really really want to know a lot about or you're just like god damn it america get your shit together <laughs> i think that ought to be like an entire episode of history we forgot just talking okay. about that place or a cryptic conspiracy well cult. like it, it'd probably be we'd probably talk about the whole uh, mental health in America as a whole because true, yeah. uh, fun fact uh, there was a there was a documentary that broke op- wide open the, the mental health programs in America uh, it's called Tilly, Titty Cut Follies mm-hmm. which is the story of Willowbrook in uh, New Jersey uh, Gerardo Rivera was famous for this uh, he got access to the uh, to the asylum through the back door and it was one of the guards who was like this place is 
torturing people. Mm. And he was able to get unfettered access inside through a, a side door. Mm. And it showed people who were like uh, physically unable to get up by their own volition. There are people in there who were just so mentally tied down to themselves that they are suffering so much that they're living in filth and can't are starving. They're literally, it looks like a scene from the Holocaust when he walks in there. Yeah. And it's just like, these are the survivors of this place that are still here that there's not being taken care of. And then it kind of broke the whole thing on how mental health is done in America. Mm-hmm. And that's what made Gerardo Rivera famous. And then he tried to open up King Tut's tomb. Uh, uh, Al Capone's vault. Oh, oh yeah, Al Capone's vault. That's and there was, was nothing in there because yep. he's an idiot. <laughs> not a goddamn thing. Maybe maybe he should have waited till he opened it and been like, oh, look, guys, there's nothing there. Instead of being like, we're waiting and we're waiting live on fucking ABC. C- yeah, whatever the fuck. Dumbass. <laughs> but no, like it... it any anytime there's a, like a asylum or something like that, I would check it out. Uh, they this was actually one of those places that busted those ghost hunter guys because they faked a bunch of shit there and they called them faking shit. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, uh, uh, some friends of ours we know uh, paid a hundred bucks to stay there for the night, uh, and I was talking to them and they said, yeah, they heard some shit in the middle of the night. It was mm. kind of weird. Watch it be someone has like a fucking Bluetooth speaker in like one of yeah. the rooms upstairs. He's quarantined just yeah. for like a loud bang noise. Yeah. <gasps> well, they said it sounded like someone was squeaking down the hallway, and it sounded like it get, like it was getting closer. So I don't know. Dun, dun. But, um, but no, <laughs> check out some of the photos. I'll post some in the Discord. But no, it's it's really fun. Oh yeah, no, that definitely sounds like a good time. Wish y'all would have been a uh, wish weather had permitted rather uh, for you guys to be able to do Bridge Day because uh, I, from all accounts, anytime I've heard you talk about that from you know going, always seems like a blast. Yeah, if you want to sleep in a car, yeah. <laughs> if you're willing to do that, you're golden. Why, why do you have to sleep in the car? Because you want good parking. Because you're walking to the bridge right because and it's and it's a good way it's like you're you're hoofing it uh, because gotcha. you can't park near the bridge uh, oh plus uh, there's a shit ton of authority there there's uh sbi fbi homeland security national nsa there's a huey that flies above well damn huey he's he upgraded yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird hearing a and it's just like yeah that's got soldiers in it that'll airdrop on my ass like <laughs> Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Yeah. <laughs> Huey, Lewis, and the Jews. But uh, I digress. Uh, but no, that's another, like, it's on the way up, too. So, like, you're not, yeah. you'll pass it right there. And they got the Eagle's Nest. It, me and you have stayed up mm-hmm. and just looked down and you kind of see how vast it is. It's uh, the Washington Monument and the Statue of Liberty, if they were stacked on top of each other. Give someone a nice push. Yeah. <laughs> a little 30 of the edge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it. It's it's always fun to go to West Virginia. There's always something to do. Oh yeah, no, and I wish you'd been able, if you guys been able to uh, record an episode because we were kind of uh, pumping up the idea of doing the uh, car podcast. Yeah, uh, well, we, <laughs> we were listening to we were listening to uh, those fucking guys uh, <laughs> on the podcast. It was I was listening to theirs and I was just like. What the fuck did you just say? I'm talking. I'm editing this while I'm talking. Like I'm talking to yeah, Mike yeah. and I'm like. I really want to be back on there because I, I want to tell Dante how to pronounce the word cadmium because <laughs> it, it pisses me off he couldn't pronounce the word and I'm just like that's not true dumbass <laughs> <laughs> well shit man I don't know I think that could just be a whole content on its own it's just me editing <laughs> after 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 they're being posted of just me like a disclaimer from chris it's like first of all let me tell you this well, is me so, talking cash shit about the network so well so they've got this fucking guy yeah. is the show your show could be 
that fucking guy. Where it's like you take the episodes and then like pause and be like, all right. All right, let me let me let me explain the nuances of this real quick before they <laughs> butt fuck it to death. It's just a companion show. Yeah, just a companion show. <laughs> just a quick thirty minute, thirty minute little ad. After like a day after the episode came out, wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> so in between traveling and then you wound up getting like you know a new position at work. You've been working your ass off on that. Which side? Yeah. Of congratulations. Yeah. Um, so because of all that uh you have not had a chance to catch up on loki or uh ahsoka but no trust me those those episodes will be coming in some way shape or form um as i mentioned earlier in the episode i finally did that test run of a full episode of something good for you on video so if it gets to the point where you know we get too much backlog of content that we need to talk about i might do like maybe a video or two on it see if that kind of helps boost up some numbers and gain a little bit of traction for the network anyway yeah. so but through that uh you did have time to play the new zelda game and you have come back and report that you have completed the game yes uh, now have you completed the game or have you 100 percented the game i'm 100 percent. i am about if i had to guess 95 okay. percent. right now i'm just on collectibles um, I've got most of them. Like, so the game is a sandbox game. Right. Uh, you play as Link, and your job is to save Zelda, save Hyrule, just like the story of every other fucking game. Mm-hmm. But this one is so much bigger. Yeah. Um, on the technical end, uh, if I was to explain, like, I showed you Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild is a large, a large map fit on a cartridge for the Switch. They were able to do this on three layers on the same fucking cartridge with the same graphics but layered the whole thing on top of itself with a underworld a top world and a sky world oh wow on a 16 gig fucking cartridge and not only that there's no loading transition between the levels you can descend from the very top the middle and the bottom without a loading screen there is no lag there is no uh, pushback um, when it comes to boss fights. If you want, you know, the cutscenes themselves. There's only twelve. Wow, that's actually pretty low for a game like that. And it's just enough. You don't need more. You don't need less. Like it, it's telling the story that it needs to be told. To me, this is a ten out of ten game. And to think that this game started because in 1961. Miyamoto was a kid in the fucking woods and happened to find a cave. It was like having sort of fantasy tale written in his head, but he's playing outside and then go on to Nintendo, creating Mario, creating this, creating that, and then says, Hey, I have an idea about another game. And they're like, Tell us this fucking story, man. And they ended up making Legend of Zelda. And that was it. Right. And we're here now in 2023, 60 plus years after that. And seeing how vast and how detailed it can be um, for the people who've played Legend of Zelda through time, you know, people who own the 64 especially had the gold age of those games. Majora's Mask and Ocarina. Ocarina of Time. If you played those games, you would really enjoy this because there's a lot of Easter eggs from that, a lot of characters from that that were introduced that are now part of the series again. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, the Zelda franchise is just as messed up as the Halloween franchise when it comes to different universes and timelines and shit like that. So so here's the thing about the timeline. 
this is a curse period Blake is forced to be born to do one thing one thing only save Hyrule that's it no matter if he dies he is reborn again in a new Hyrule that's just how it is with Mario and Luigi it's always hey we're going to save the world period it's always like that yeah the you know the physics change and we've adapted overcome but yeah that's it but with this being one of the three flagship flagship things of Nintendo, yeah, uh, I, I consider Kirby the other one. You consider Kirby above Pokemon? Pokemon that Nintendo owns it now. Yeah, now, but it was created by the same guy who created Game Freak. Yeah. So, to me, that's his baby, not Nintendo's. Miyamoto is Nintendo. Gotcha. The guy that created Game Freak, that's his baby. But with the stuff like Kirby, Mario, and Link, that's that's perfect. And what's great about this, what I love about this, you don't have to change his fucking name. Who is who is Link? He's whoever you want him to be. He's Link. And I, I I read uh, some stuff online where people were talking about that, where no one seemed upset about it. They're like, "Thank you." It's just it's this it's just Link. You can change him. You can have him carry all kinds of weapons. You can change, and that's you know that's the RPG experience. What I thought was funny was um, I had beat it right before we went to West Virginia, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sitting with Mikey at Brad's, and he's got the you know switch and stuff. He's like, "You think you could speed run Link to the Past?" And this is the middle of the night. And I'm like, "Yeah, let's pick up him stick. Let's see what happens." <laughs> God damn! And within 45 minutes, I already had the Master Sword in the first three pendants and then I had to find the seven maidens and then the game was over and I was just like he's like <laughs> we woke up the next morning he's like hey how far did you get I only played like 45 minutes of it I, was, I think I got the master sword and that's it and they were watching me play it the next morning <laughs> just, they were all just sitting there watching me because we also played the new Mortal Kombat <laughs> now now you actually have me curious I wonder what the fastest speed run on that game right now is without cheats without like, cheat, without, like, like full playthrough with all the weapons and everything yeah uh, like without like the whole you know glitch through this wall to you know skip five levels and all this shit if you're quick you could probably do it in two hours really yeah if you know exactly where to go every time mm-hmm. two hours and do the puzzles exactly like you're supposed to mm-hmm. two hours I, I could see someone who's fast probably do it under that like I got, like, like I said, I got the Master Sword in forty-five minutes, and I haven't played the game in a very long time. It's just stuff I remembered as muscle memory, kind of like right. when you play Super Mario and stuff like that, or, yeah. or like Mario Kart. If I got like a certain racetrack, you would know by muscle memory alone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm taking a left here, bitch. You're done. Oh yeah, you're done. Yeah. You're out. Yeah, I've uh, already got my speed boost on, and I've got an item right here. Adios, me amigos. Yeah, and there are, probably, <laughs> and there are people who play Mario. Listen to this, like, holy shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like with with, the, with Tears of the Kingdom is. The story was very well written, well written, and the opener. Y'all, it's one thirty at night. Yeah. Give us a break. But the opener is fucking horrifying. The opener is you find the bad guy at the bottom of the castle, who's oozing out this bad shit that's destroying the world. And if you've watched any Hideo Kojima stuff or um, I forget um, Spirit Away, Totoro stuff like that, those yeah. movies. Uh, it has that feel to it. This evilness is coming out of the ground, and it's destroying the world. And if you got you know you got your heads up display on, you have over twenty fucking hearts. Your master sword looks like a fucking lightsaber because it's glowing, and you're like top tier level at the beginning of the gate. Yeah. And you find this demon's like giant evil dead. It's got an evil dead feel to it. Mm-hmm. 
it wakes and on his chest something is holding the dead body down and it's the arm the, the, the severed arm of something that's holding it down it falls off the body comes awake looks at you and attacks you immediately your sword breaks from the darkness itself the, the greatest sword in all of the story shatters from one touch of this bad guy wow and then he starts infecting your arm and this like evil this is and it's like evil dead you know Sam Raimi is getting up there just closing up and then you're separated the princess you can't hold on to her because your arm gets basically ripped off Mm. and she goes falling and she disappears so you're like oh shit I've lost my sword I've lost all the hearts because your fucking health bar goes zip <laughs> and it's destroyed well yeah you lose an arm you kind of lose yeah. a, a couple <laughs> dots of health yeah. there but this drops it down to three usually you had five this one dropped down to a hardcore three uh, and then you wake up and then you have this new arm that's on you and now and then that's the opener of the game Damn. That's how you open the game. Fuck! Like, <laughs> and this is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, which had like a 9.5 out of 10 mm. on like most review boards. I think this is getting pretty similar. Yeah, this for me was a fucking 10. Like, there's nothing negative I could say about it at all. Like, it's... I can't and I won't. But like, damn it. Even the stuff people are saying negative about it, I'm like, it adds to the... <laughs> it adds to the... Uh, complication of the game for one thing uh, your weapons can break you can pick up weapons throughout the game and they can break from use yeah but i mean that's a standard mechanic a lot nowadays yeah nowadays but like a lot of people are used to like getting the boomerang and the and the shield and all this and it's a zelda game and they last forever yeah because those are the only ones you need yeah in those old games you didn't pick up weapons off dead corpses this one was yeah you're picking them up fusing them together making bigger weapons and shit like that and there's a lot they they told people they made the game to where you could cheat yeah the game is built for you to cheat the mechanics of the game hmm. because you can build stuff in the game. Right. You're not, having, you're not building a farm or a house or anything, but you're building weapons of destruction in the mm-hmm. game. Giant fucking structures, like giant robots and shit, just annihilating bad guys left and right. And as the story goes on, you're flung into the future. Those people, the guys you helped at the first game, they all died. Mm. And now you're seeing their... Uh, there are great grandchildren and stuff who who are alive, and it's just like, hey, I heard about you. You, you saved Hyrule with my ancestor. Blah blah blah, and it's that rediscovery all over again. Mm. You know, it's just a different way of doing it. It's kind of like playing, you know, Mario Brothers and then playing Mario sixty four. Yeah, man, Mario was really fun on the NES. You know, side scrolling this, but now that whole that whole same world is it's now three D. It was not just three D, but it's like, hey, there's that thing and there's that thing. And here's what it looks like now, and it's it still mm. has that feel, and it just brings it all back full circle. You know, I think the biggest mistake Nintendo ever did was not really making a Super Mario game for the 64 sequel. Mm. Like, can you you know that that Super Mario 64? Why not Super Mario 64 2? Like, that would have been the the creme de la creme, I think. Yeah, but and it the, was in production. Yeah, but then the GameCube came along and made Sunshine, which is awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what people say. People hate that game. I fucking love it. People hate that game. Yeah. People hate fucking Mario Sunshine. Fuck them. Yeah. They they, they go straight to hell. (laughs) Like, I sunk way too many fucking hours into that game, and I still don't think I fucking completed it. Like, that was was a fun as hell game, man. I have that same same ire toward people who uh, hate certain Zelda games. Mm -hmm. Well, I just hate all Zelda games. Yeah, well, you don't play them. (laughs) Um, 
like they're like, oh, this game sucks. This game sucks. Not really. Like it's still a Zelda game. Maybe you suck. Yeah. Maybe maybe you should fuck off and die. <laughs> um, but with with that being said, like it is a ten out of ten game. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there they took from the real world and put it in the game. Okay, that that as seems imagery, a little different from as, as imagery, right? So, do you know what the Nazca lines are? I'm not even going to pretend okay. like I do. Uh, the Nazca lines are giant lines drawn of like birds, a bear, you know, sometimes a bear or animals or stuff like that. But you have to be far in the sky to see them. But they were made by natives in South America. Okay, they're giant. Um, giant thing like monuments on the ground um, but there's a version of that in the game and it's fascinating because one part of the game is you're free falling a lot in the game cause I'm free yeah free I'm blasting Tom Petty the whole time I'm playing the game um, but in that yeah so the Nazca lines let me show you a picture you, you would know what they are if I showed you a picture of them Oh, okay. Yep, you are one hundred percent correct. I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. So, they have that in the game. Gotcha. They've added. They've added cave exploration again in the game. Mm. They've added exotic animals that mimic. That look better than new Pokemon. I will say that because uh, the new Pokemon looks look shitty. Look, I've not been interested in Pokemon since after the second generation. Yeah. Second uh, generation, I was like, yeah, that's cool, and then I saw the third one. I went, ah, you can miss me with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. There is a there's a uh, a certain look every every group of characters have a look. So like the Gerudo people are like very are in the desert. They're very tan. They have a very uh, like Indian look to them. Uh, but there's also the bad guy himself, who looks kind of like Akuma from Street Fighter. He has this long like Shogun hair. He looks like a Shogun. Okay. And he carries a giant samurai sword. It looks cool as fuck. Show enough, Shogun. Show enough. Uh, uh, some of the other aspects of it, there is like this weird medieval look to it. There's like these little castles. They're like little forts and stuff. Uh, the, the castle itself is the classic medieval castle look. You know, it looks like a scarier version of Disney of the Disney castle. Your like, mother reeks of elderberries. Yeah. But it, look, it looks like... Th- a more evil version of the Disney castle, but it's right. floating up in the air and covered in blood. Like, <laughs> like how metal is fuck, you know, that's the metal part of the game right there. Well, I'm just imagining the Monty Python exchanges yeah. of the, the castles. <laughs> so other parts of the game are the little villages you go to. Each okay. one has a different tone and a different look. Uh, the people themselves are dressed certain ways. Like you have this old, like, uh, Japanese village look for one and then you have this you know middle ages look for another and they're all just different kinds of people yeah you have uh, the water palace where there, there's fish people but they have a certain look compared to the people that are birds they live in the sky they live in like giant wooden kind of like the what the Ewoks live in giant trees and shit uh, Houdini yeah, yeah except these fuckers can fly and shoot you with arrows <laughs> Those filthy little bear people. They should have been Wookies. Midget Wookies. Midget Wookies. That's what that's what they are. I don't have enough money for Wookie people. <laughs> but I have enough money for midgets. Think about that. An IP you love, and there's an alien that's created, an alien species that's created just because he ran out of money. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> he fought. He, fucking th- dumb. Yeah, there's literally a fucking bounty hunter who, who fought Captain Kirk. All right, so <laughs> Star Trek. But I digress. 
another part of the game is you know time management so you can stop what you're doing and just go do something else but it didn't distract away from the story the story is still going to progress at your pace without fucking Link, it up where the fuck were you i was chasing butterflies i was helping this guy get frogs <laughs> why why were you helping this guy it's called filler zelda <laughs> but they did add something that was legitimately scary in the game so in the in the back programming of the game there's a timer if you play the game consecutively within probably 30 to 45 minutes and you're you know making progress in the game the game will activate something called the blood moon uh the sun will go down and a blood moon would rise so all those enemies you killed will come back but now they're stronger and tougher why that just seems like a angry or like a because annoying it makes mechanic. the game it makes the game more fun because now something because they did that in breath of the wild it was just a timer that went off uh, because you need the blood moon to do certain things. Because okay. if you defeat those character, those characters that you kill, and they're now they're tougher, they drop better shit. So now your your items level up as you level up. That's one thing that's kind of the hardship of gaming is it's like the more, the more harder you get, the game gets harder. Yeah, and it's not like like oh let me uh, let me do like Warcraft where I'm like a level 100 and go back and play that first level again. No, that's just dumb because you can just backhand everything to death. Um, Although that is kind of fun. That is fun, but there's a mod for that. <laughs> but in this one... You can get removed for the server for that mod. Yeah. But for this one, as the game gets progressive with the Blood Moon, uh, they decided to add a terrifying element called Gloom Hands. Gloom Hands are... That's what the, the red stuff... It looks like blood. That's what they call it. Gloom instead of blood. Uh, whoever thought of this is a horror mastermind. Because a large blood puddle will start forming and glowing from the shine of the moon. And gets bigger. And it gets bigger. And then it starts following you. No matter if you climb a mountain. No matter if you you know try to get away from it. It follows you and it's fast. And then these giant 10 foot hands come out of it with a giant red uh, yellow eye in its palm. And then it starts attacking you. And you got to fight off this motherfucker. It's trying to bitch slap you. It's trying to drag you to hell, motherfucker. And it appears anywhere. And guess what? It appears anywhere. No matter where you are on the map, it just shows the fuck up. It doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a field. I'm trying to take a shit, motherfucker. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're trying to, you know, you're in the middle of a forest trying to collect mushrooms or some shit. It just appears. Yeah. You're on the fucking field in the middle of trying to catch a horse. Boom, it just pops up. <laughs> and you really got to fight this motherfucker. A lot of people, and I love watching the uh, the old, the, when the game first came out, people are like, what the fuck is this? And they try to fight it and they lose. And they're like, fuck, that thing was tough. Like, I don't know why. I'd... Fuck. And then... Then you beat it, and you're like, oh, thank God, I fucking destroyed it. And then it comes back as the main bad guy, but a but a, uh, a revenant of the main bad guy who's almost as tough. But it's what, it do, what's, what the game is doing is it's training you to fight the bad guy at the end of the game. Mm. Because that appears again at the end of the game, and the way he, the, 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 the phantom, that's what they call it, a phantom Ganon, shows up, and it shows you how to fight him. Okay. Basically. It's basically a scary tutorial. <laughs> Boo, motherfucker. But it, the game acknowledges that you're getting better at the game by making the enemies more tough and dropping more items for you. The game isn't actively trying to murder you unless you fuck with the game mechanics. <laughs> but then again, the game they, they, they made it to where you could basically drive around in a tank. 
Yeah, I've seen some some of the mods and like creations. People Someone made, made a Megazord for fucking Power Rangers and started playing da, 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 and just walked around and started destroying shit. You can build stuff, save it, and rebuild it later. You mm-hmm. can do all this cool shit. Uh, you can go on murder sprees like you can in any other game. But like, yeah, yeah, like, um, you know how like you can get collectibles and stuff in games. Same, same as this. Uh, hey, you remember? Uh, you remember Ocarina of Time? Guess what? You can get that costume. You just got to go find it. Hey, you remember Spirit Tracks? You can go get that costume. You go find it. That's I made, cool. And like, another thing is they made it customizable, so now you can change the colors. Oh, you can do color scheme changing. Right. I'm not really into the costume changing a lot on the game, but it's a fun mechanic that's it in. Is. Um, hey, you want to build a motorcycle? You can, technically. <laughs> it's not it takes some time, but you can. Yeah, and you could save that schematic and just make it appear at a cost of something that you collected. Yeah. Um, if you need arrows, you can go buy some fucking arrows. If you need this, you need that. You know, hey, I need a certain kind of sword. Let me go to this area and try to find it. It's not that hard to find. You just got to fight someone to get it. Overall, like, the story of the game is perfect. You've lost the person you were to protect. She is lost in time, which goes back to Ocarina of Time. She figures out a way to communicate back with you and help you get to her. Gotcha. And, dude, in every Zelda game, you have to get the Master Sword. The way you have to get the Master Sword in this game is probably the most elaborate and fun way I've ever had to do it. There are dragons in the game that are just floating around. They don't do anything bad. They're just floating around. And you can strike them, and little stuff will come off of them as, like, collectibles. On one of these dragons is the Master Sword. And and it's super high off. off Why the fuck does the dragon have the Master Sword? Because she put it there. And it's, it's it's elaborate. It's part it's of the story. It's an elaborate tapestry. It, it's, a, it's a fantasy tale that I know you don't like to hear about because <laughs> you don't like fantasy. But it, it pull it pulls from hey she dies to do this for you, and this is how it forms in your time. Right, says so you're separated through time, and she hid it away so the bad guy couldn't get it to use against you. And it's beautiful. Like I said, it's beautifully made. Who the way they've done it, the Japanese art style they did was fantastic. Um, I had Mikey play a little bit of it. Is it Japanese art style or just art style? This is Japanese <laughs> art style on well, this one. Considering Nintendo is a Japanese company. In, <laughs> J- in Japan, it's just called art style. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was In saying. Eastern United States, it's called Japanese. <laughs> just like I don't call Japanese food, food. It's Japanese food. <laughs> until, uh, until our country asses learn how to make lo mein. Uh, on a more consistent level as we do Bojangles Chicken. It's called Chinese food. <laughs> no, I'm really glad to hear that you enjoyed the game, though, man, because yeah. it, it that is a hefty price point for that game, though. And you can tell you something? They've announced that they're not going to do DLC for it. Good. There's no fucking reason to. That game doesn't need anything else. It has everything it needs. Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild had DLC, and they kept it low at 20 bucks. After the cost of the first game and the DLC, it's $80. This game is $70. It's a pappy medium. And honestly, man, it is a hefty price. But it has so much fucking replay value. And it to be being the best Zelda game ever made, 
it's worth the fucking seventy dollars. Because I remember uh, the one before was your favorite Zelda game ever, and then it this, was. this one has now topped it. And they and they fixed every mistake they made with that game with mm. this new one. So you, it, so you would have probably rated the previous one like a solid nine, nine and a half. This one's a full ten. Yeah, this is a fucking ten. Goddamn ten. And you know, there's only been a handful of times where I can give that. You know, uh, Batman Arkham City was a ten. Oh, that was fantastic. Then they made Arkham Knight, which is even more fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's like a nine because there are some weird mechanics where it says he doesn't kill people, but you fucking do. Yes. <laughs> kind of like a Spider-Man game where it's like, oh no, Peter Parker never kills. I slug a dude at Mach 3 off a skyscraper and his body was webbed to a building the immediate stop alone his legs would have been mush okay <laughs> I just threw this guy three city blocks okay? I love the me- I love the memes for the new Spider-Man too and it's just like me trying to buy the eighth in front of the bodega and, just, and it's just Spider-Man in, Venom, in the Venom suit like and it's just like fuck me just trying to buy the eighth on fucking in the front of the bodega and Venom suit Batman Peter Parker shows up oh my co-worker showed me this movie it was fucking great it was the Spider-Man 3 get on up uh, see where yeah. he's like uh, strutting through New yeah. York giving the finger guns to folks yeah. and uh, the caption said uh, don't worry you're safe today but in Spider-Man 4 I'm coming back with a shotgun <laughs> <laughs> just starts blowing people away yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but like, uh, I actually got to see a little bit of that game while I was in West Virginia the Spider-Man the Spider-Man 2, 2. Uh, holy fucking shit like what a fantastic game like I haven't played any of it I've watched a lot of the videos online a lot of people are kind of talking junk because they kind of pulled the same thing with the f- first Spider-Man game where the trailer and like the actual gameplay footage they were showing off was rendered a lot higher than what got released. Yeah, I can understand that being a very kind of like... Uh, like even G- cutscenes were rendered in a higher quality yeah. for the trailer. And like, I-, I thought we were to that point where like, that got so shamed that yeah. companies quit doing that whole like ultra pre-rendered stuff. Well, at least they didn't pull a Jin Urso fights a Tie Fighter, uh, but like you know what I'm saying. Just say it like they didn't pull that. Uh, but I love how you will never let that go. That would have been fucking awesome of her just like looking barrel down from a Tie Fighter and they're going watch out, boom, and just fuck blowing one one fucking hole in the dude's head. I would if they don't do that in Star Wars soon. I'm going to lose my goddamn shit of some rebel just putting one to a fucking stormtrooper's head and counting. Do it. Pull it. Pull, pull it. Boom! And just execute, like, military execute a stormtrooper in front of God and everybody. Because you know that happened. You know that happened. Somewhere in the universe. Somewhere some black troopers getting this goddamn head blown out. <laughs> fucking rebel who's like, this motherfucker killed my family. <laughs> like, just saying. But no, it looked fantastic. And another Switch game was Mario Wonder. Yes. Me and Mikey did the little kid thing. Hey, you died. It's my turn. Hey, you died. And Mikey died so fucking fast on a certain part of the game. I'm just like, how? How did you die? He's like, he's like doing the cautious jump that you did as a kid. Like, yep. I don't do. Like, uh, ah, damn it. And I'm sitting there like, get good. 
Because <laughs> he did that to me. I died. I went through like four levels and then died once. And he's like, wow, what a bitch. You fucking suck. He's <laughs> just talking cash money shit. And I'm like giving him the controller. He dies four times in a row. I'm like, give me those fucking sticks, you piece of shit. Because we're using a pro controller too. I love Mike. He, is, he will talk shit so fucking fast. So in the game, you turn into an elephant. <laughs> you turn into like a giant Mario elephant. And they're like, what's his special power? And I just blurted out to bipartisan Congress and stop a vote <laughs> i was about to say i was like i know there's gonna be some political joke there but uh, it, the mechanics are really cool it, it's it reminds me of the one where you get the raccoon suit uh th- world or three three i think it was for the nes okay three yeah yeah it reminds me of that game because there's the map is an overlay and you have to go to the map a certain way to get certain things and you got to collect you know material the World was like that too you had the map with world yeah but like this one was, you know how it's like mapped out where I, it's hard to explain. So, in, they are kind of, yeah, they are kind of similar. But this one was, you had to collect certain materials to get to the other one. In okay. Super Mario World for the SNES, you could go in there as like small Mario with nothing and just dominate if you were good enough. Right. But this one, you need like certain things to go for. You need special abilities to okay. traverse the area. Interesting. You gotta master those things as you go, but no, Mario Wonder looks fantastic. We've only, like I said, we only played about a handful of like worlds with it. Yeah, it looked cool. It was really fun. Uh, I, if there's still, still really vi- like the animation and art style they picked. If there were still video stores, I'd rent the motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the only downfall downfall of our society is like I can't rent this game. I know. What a fucking the future a sucks. <laughs> I hate this place. I hate this. I don't feel safe. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, I don't feel safe, even though crime is at all time low. Uh, <laughs> but, but like it, some of the video games, like those are the few video games we saw. Like, we played the new Mortal Kombat, which mm. we had, you know, Brad just had to get, oh, of and because Brad's always up at the times. Uh, <laughs> but damn, man, that Mortal Kombat game was fantastic too. Like it looked cool as fuck. I remember seeing a couple trailers for that one. It's just, I, if it, if it's not like a quick pickup game on the Switch, I, it's so hard for me to justify spending that, that, money. I think that's what kind of puts Nintendo on the top is like super convenience. Yeah. Like it, it's got to be super convenient and easy for me to play. Otherwise, I just, I don't have the time or energy. And the times I do have the time or energy, when I start to do it, I feel guilty. Because I'm just like, there's so much shit I could be doing right now. I'm a grown man. I should be doing something. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, I'm playing fucking Mario. I, I, I really feel like I'm doing the wrong thing right now. Well, I think it's like the way we feel about like streaming movies and stuff and, you know, watch television. The way they've designed games and stuff, especially ones like Legend of Zelda and the Spider-Man game, there's a story there mm-hmm. that is being told. Like... I don't have my Switch with me, but if I could just pull up how many hours I put in that game, it's probably like a solid 10 hours to beat the game. Not surprised. Uh, and, you know, that's 10 hours of like, I could have been to work. I could have not called out. <laughs> like, I'm Whoops. on this one spot. I'm just like, I don't really fucking want to go to work. Because <laughs> I got to know. I got to know. I got to know how I kill this motherfucker. Another thing is like, with that Zelda game, the boss battles can all be replayed in the underworld in the darkness oh and fun fact the trailer never said a fucking word about that yeah i remember you, you telling not me not a that. fucking word about this underworld forest that can murder you and it's pitch black and you gotta wear you know light the beacons to like light up the map 
uh, go fuck yourself <laughs> because I fell down that little rabbit hole and fucking got murked <gasps> a thousand goddamn times. The game over screen is plastered in my fucking brain because of that fucking level. Oh, God. Well, before we go too, too deep in the weeds with this one, we still got to move on over to our main topic and discuss some horror. We still got like four hours this year. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. It's it's, an anthology episode. It's it's, it's not the middle of the night or anything. Get fucked. All right, but yeah, it looked like uh, you had pulled up a list earlier of like all the different yeah, horror so movies that came out this year. Not just uh, this year, but uh, talk about some of the ones we saw this year. Yes, uh, probably. What? When did Megan come out? Last year? It came out late last year. Okay, but it, you know, for us, it was this year. Yeah, uh, I saw that this year. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it. As much as I enjoyed it, and I definitely don't want to give it any sort of bad rating. I was expecting it to be a little scarier. And you watched the rated R version, right? Unrated. Unrated. Yeah. With the blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I was expecting it to be a little bit scarier, but it, it felt kind of tame. Yeah. Which, which I feel like may have been on purpose. Make the first movie a little bit more palatable and reachable to a mass audience. Then you can go a little crazier with the second movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, because the sequel is definitely on the horizon. We, that um, we accidentally spoiled for Christy at the uh, yeah. Halloween party. <laughs> yeah, but um, I did see, you know, with Megan, I think what was really cool is the girl that played the, the, the doll and the way they did her face, it really got so close to the Uncanny Valley. Of, well, I'm sure there's even like some CGI overlayments and stuff yeah, like that. Uh, but the mask she wore, because I saw some of the behind the scenes of it on YouTube, and they talking about the mask she had to wear on top of her face. Um, and they did digitally go in and change the eyes, but all they did was make her eyes look lighter. Right. Um, but the way she moves is all her, like the you know the robotic way she moves. Uh, which was fantastic and the way she kind of contorts and runs and like chases yeah <laughs> um, run and run and run yeah. i still want to talk uh, i would still love to see a, a fan made of like megan versus chucky like god that would be a knockdown drag out come here you fucking bitch it just grabs her hair while she's fucking like yoga like chudley kicking this motherfucker <laughs> but yeah i just i just think i would have enjoyed a little bit more intensity or craziness out of it it's it felt a little tame uh while i was in west virginia uh i had watched it on my phone uh was talked to me the horror movie where they have a, the hand of a corpse and it's like this and they grab it they're supposed to hold on to it for so long it's brand new it was in theaters actually it was like last month i think but I, I watched it and dude what like smile was good mm-hmm. right here with it like all right I, I recommend it to anybody as much as me and you talked about the movie smile which is on this list please go all watch that that was a great horror movie. original idea you know just like it like just like smile you know when you st- when people actually let people write some shit yeah yeah, maybe maybe shut the fuck up and let's see what happens, you know. And and I think that's part of the reason why I've kind of dug in and have and kind of enjoyed the horror season because, you know, throughout the show we have discussed, you know, how it seems to be kind of rare to find, you know, wholly original content now. Yeah. 
it seems like that wholly original content is within the horror genre right now. Folks are afraid to create, you know, new ideas and new scary stories. And it's been really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, another one, you know, evil dead rise, you know, that was a fun one. I still kind of hold true to what I said a little bit earlier, uh, this month or last month, which was, it was still a great movie, but I still think I enjoyed the 2013 one better. Yeah, I think I think it's because there was such a lull in between the movies. Mm-hmm. You had Evil Dead one and two, and then Army of Darkness, and Army of Darkness from then to 2013. You know, that was the shot in the arm that franchise would need if Sam Raimi wanted to continue it. And the fact that he decided to continue it again and just change the setting. Mm-hmm. I think it was fantastic. I think I think and and that's and I think that's maybe also why I was a little bit let down as it was such a cool idea for the setting. And I don't know. Yeah, we got to the meat of it pretty quick. We got to the evil of it all really fast. Uh the intro was really cool with her floating out of the water and all this other shit. Oh, the 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 camp the the yeah. uh, cabin yes was a solid over 2023 or 2013, but for 10 years later Still, where she's just reading Wuthering Heights and she's like quoting the worst parts of that book while she's reading it, and then just goes full fucking Tasmanian devil. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, and I just I I really enjoy the scene where it's like she got thrown in the water and they're all just kind of like that, and then all of a sudden just rises straight up and it's like Evil Dead rise, and I'm just I literally pictured you in my head watching it in the theater just standing up clapping <laughs> look look they did the thing they did the thing where they said the thing out loud evil dead rise get it uh, 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 superman 4 quest for peace yeah this is the same thing uh, you, you, you pull on a fucking leo in the movies hey right there <laughs> he said the thing uh another one that's on hulu actually um no one will save you uh, is a horror movie. Yes, uh, I saw which brings aliens back into the horror, mm-hmm. and it's the you know the gray alien, you know the '90s aliens, you know the ones with the X Files and shit, you know that were kind of scary when you're little. But this one they brought it back, and it's it's pretty good. Like I, I was not expecting a horror alien flick about abduction. Yeah, and it'd be that good. Like so, it's no it's no fire in the sky or anything, but like so I actually did see this one. Yeah, what do you think? I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. It's not for everyone. Like, by the end of the movie, I went, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, it just, uh, I don't know. It wasn't scary. It wasn't scary. Like, the entire time I'm sitting here going, like, okay, all right, cool. Well, what's next? All right, well, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, weird, you know, floaty. I I, I can see the way, okay, yeah, fine. But what's next? And just the entire time, like I don't remember how it ended. It's like I it, I completely tuned out during that movie. Yeah. So at the end, uh, spoiler alert, um, she gets put into a fantasy land, basically. At the very end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That jumped my memory. It it it, it was just such a forgetful movie, and I don't hate it. It was just I had no emotion toward it. If that makes sense. Um, another one is one we've talked about, or you've seen at least, um, um, Scream 6. Yes, yes. Uh, so you still have not seen it. I haven't seen all of it, no. I've seen clips. Because um, I saw Scream 5. Yes. Uh, and it's just a continuation of that story. Correct. Without Neff Campbell. Correct. 
Uh, yeah, Nev Campbell is not part of it. Um, there was a bunch of drama going on in the background where she wanted a certain amount of money because they're like, she she's was, owed that 100% because she was like, you know, I am the franchise. I am screen. Yes. Motherfuckers. And you know, I kind of hate to say it, but you know, they pulled the whole, okay, fine. Well, we can make it without you watch. And she went, well, it's going to be a bad movie. And then it kind of wasn't. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm kind of okay with the idea of Sydney and her story being done. Um, I like where the new one's headed um, without it being spoiler. Cause you said you just saw kind of clips and everything. This movie perfectly falls into all the other tropes of the movies, which is the last five minutes. All of a sudden you're going, how the fuck are you pulling this twist off? Because they really do smack you upside the head with a twist at the very end of the movie. And you're like, I didn't see that coming because you almost blatantly told me in the middle of the movie that this was impossible. That kind of thing. So for the fact that they wrapped it in, made a genuine good twist, it's a fun movie. It definitely is. I want to see where the rest of it goes. Um, it's no longer the idea of following the victim. At this point, we're following the legacy of a killer. Yeah. And that's what kind of makes the new versions and new series for Scream pretty interesting. And, you know, that that's something that they could have done with the the, the last Halloween movie. I don't know if you've saw, seen the last yes, Halloween movie. we did. Um, where there's another guy in Haydenfield who takes up the mantle of a killer Mike Myers still exists, but in a lesser state. Um, mm-hmm. They could have continued on with that. Maybe not call it Halloween. I don't know. They could have. It's it's hard to do. Like Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Scream. Yeah, you know, these bigger than life franchises. There's going to be a, there has to be a stop. Yeah. Uh, as much as I would love another Friday the Thirteenth movie, I, I I'm, you're good. That last one you made, the remake with the, it was basically three movies in one. Yeah was solid yeah i finally watched that one too that one was a lot of fun yeah yeah where they find a little weed farm and mm-hmm. then it's just like oh no my sister's disappeared and she's been fucking underground the whole time yeah it's, it's a solid fucking movie but yeah. that that was a good one we could stop yeah. it's fine as a diehard friday 13th fan although i'm we sitting, have enough although now i'm sitting here going well they did that one good can you do it again so I, I don't know. Yes, I, 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 that was that. I don't know. Uh, we'll find yeah, out. Can, can you do it again? Yeah, let's find. Uh, um, I will say. Um, let's let's talk about uh, the Halloween movies because Halloween Ends also came out this year. Yeah. Um, so during the uh, Halloween month, I finally sat down and binged almost all the Halloween movies. Uh, watched one and two of the originals, and then pivoted to the new series um halloween halloween kills and halloween ends so did you watch the other halloween movies from the older end i remembered them uh, well enough i just wanted to one or two um i had remembered four and five well enough i barely remembered three um so, yeah, so yes. i didn't bother rewatching yeah, so those this time for those i believe uh the return of michael byers mm-hmm. was four yep uh the other one I think is his niece in five, and you had H two O, and then you had Resurrection or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I didn't watch go through those, but I I was very interested in the new series, and I wanted to like it more than I did. And was it just me? So for like Halloween ends, 
I feel like these three movies, they were trying to do, you know how you'll have like spiritual successors or like spiritual sequels. I want to say this is a spiritual reboot of the first three Halloween movies. In a way, yeah. Well, because think about it. The first of the new Halloween movies tells a full story and then Halloween kills immediately picks up where that movie left off. Like Halloween 2. Halloween ends, pivots. It's no longer about Michael Myers. It's about someone else. He may know Michael Myers to a point, but the story is not Mike. The story is the new kid. And something I noticed while watching it, and it didn't dawn on me until literally the scene was finished. There's a scene of three trick-or-treaters... And one is wearing a pumpkin mask, one's wearing a witch, and another's a skeleton, which were the three masks in Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. So, I want to believe that these three were just kind of meant to be a spiritual mirror to how the first three movies went, which means got to get a fourth one to get the death of Michael Myers. Uh, I'm pretty sure they, well they kill um, don't they kill him in Halloween ends for fully dies yeah, I thought you they throw him in a wood chipper that yeah they, yeah they threw him in a wood chipper but what's that gonna do to the man he survived gunshot after gunshot after gunshot yeah but the wood chipper is made by Jesus I'm not this it's a tool one. for the Catholics. <laughs> it's, it's the, well, I mean, if we're going it's by... It's the modern-day guillotine. <laughs> if we're, well, I mean, if we're going by Evil Dead Rise rules, yeah. I mean, that's the way we got rid of that demon as well. Yeah. So. And I will say, the mob in Evil Dead Rise was built, physically built by the devil himself to play a scary fucking woman. Because that woman did a fantastic job yeah. of putting the fear in motherfuckers. I know they didn't have to put much makeup on her to make her fucking terrifying. They probably taught her how to do yoga or some shit, but that's about it. I do have to say, out of the three, I think the second one, Halloween Kills, I think that was my favorite out of the three new ones. Um, because the first one, I get it. You have to kind of suspend belief a little bit. Yeah. The intro scene to the first one, though, made it really hard for me to play along, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can understand it. The, the scene where he's out in the middle of the yard, chained up. The guy, for, the podcaster guy, for some reason, has the mask. And, yeah. and, you, and you find out later that, you know, the doctor, of course, has, you know bad intentions as well but in that moment watching that intro you're sitting you're going like the doctor is allowing him to like taunt him with the mask and like all these other lunatics are like screaming and going crazy like I'm not understanding what they're trying to how they're wanting me to feel I'm not understanding the emotion they want me to feel right now because I feel confused more than anything (laughs) another one that came out recently which I'd probably love to talk to Hammer about as the uh, Saw X, which the whole franchise is bad shit. Um, I have yet to see any of them. Yeah. One solid fucking movie. That's it. That's the only one. That's the only one. Someone uh, gifted me that uh, Secret Santa thing I do online. Uh, they gave me a copy of, uh, I think it was Saw 1 through 8 all on Blu ray. Damn. Um, 
And I remember in th- I went to the theaters and saw 3D, which is the seventh one, uh, which was a dumb movie. Um, but since then, I haven't really watched all of them in a very long time. Uh, it's all about really the traps after a while. Like, how elaborate can you make these fucking traps that just ruin someone's fucking shit? Yeah. Uh, and Saw X is no different. They've they just upped the traps a little bit. The story's convoluted. Uh, I made the mistake of listening to Wizard and the Bruiser uh, from the LPN network for the Held Manila, and they did a whole rundown of the Saw movies. I'm like, oh my god, yes, they're that dumb. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> thank you got, yes, you thank you, someone else is saying. Yeah, it. yeah, I'm not the only one, <laughs> but they are fun. They're dumber than fuck, but it's fun. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, you haven't really watched the, that. So. No, I haven't. I, maybe I need to. I, maybe it's the point where I need to finally watch that series. There are some uh, some duds that did mm-hmm. come out. Okay, uh, was Winnie the Pooh horror flick? That, oh God, Blood and Honey. I, I want to see it. I do. I want to see how bad it is. Uh, Speaking of bad, uh, since it's on this track and it's also about movies coming out this year. Mikey still has the idea of us taking a uh, network field trip to see uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. Oh yeah, I, was, I so want this. This is the way I think we ought to do. Is it, it called Thanksgiving, or is it called so. Thanksgiving? I think it's called Thanksgiving. Okay. So the way I would like to do it is for us to get there early enough, mm-hmm. record a mini episode in the car. <laughs> okay. And then after the movie immediately record our thoughts afterward i think that would actually be pretty fun be able to catch like a afternoon showing or something that way we've got time to do it we're not you know recording at three o'clock in the morning again Um, (laughs) another movie that came out was the pope's exorcist with russell crowe okay uh, which is you know standard exorcist flick uh you know it can you really trust the exorcist to get the demon out is he possessed too um I've, I've read some good and bad things about it and I saw some clips I'm like it doesn't look as bad as people say even right. from the clips which the clips never show enough but it, for me it was okay yeah uh, another one is a Dracula movie that came out not Renfield oh <laughs> not Renfield that's a comedy <laughs> that's a fucking comedy uh, not very good either I wanted to like that more than I did yeah. uh, this one's called The Last Voyage of the Meter uh, it's about the ship that brought Dracula over. This one is more animalistic. You know, okay. uh, Dracula is a monster, not a man, and just tears He's through. Not a man, and just tears through the fucking boat like he did in the book. That's how he came to the United States. But I want to see that one then. That's yeah, pretty that one good. just got out of theaters and actually was one that actually made some money. Okay, uh, it didn't make a lot, but it made some as opposed to some of the other big ones that came out that make nothing. Yeah, that just didn't make fuck all. Um, but some of the other ones, I'm looking at the list here. Uh, they put the Meg on here, Meg Two. That's a shark movie. That's not yeah, a horror movie. That's not horror. That's a weekend march. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, but uh, some of these ones are just you know straight to straight to shutter or stuff like that. I am kind of excited to watch Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. I did not hear good things about that, and I think that's why it went straight to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, but my parents did see. They went to the theater. And saw the newest Exorcist flick. Oh. Because uh, my dad hadn't really saw the Exorcist before. So he watched the original all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they went to the theater and saw it. He said it was really good. Because um, they bring back the mom mm-hmm. from the first movie. Uh, who She plays the same person. And it, it looked really cool. And there's this, like a surprise cameo at the very end for a lot of fans out there of the Exorcist. So, like, But like compared to last year... 
the horror movies this year were fantastic. And uh, one that just came out, I still haven't seen it. I'm not like a, a fan really at all of the franchise, but the movie just seems so intriguing. I kind of want to see it, and it's gotten good reviews. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. That just came out, and like to my surprise, like actual critics and fans are kind of are going y'all this is pretty fucking fun i heard there was some allure issues and there were fights breaking out in theaters i saw some videos oh i saw the fight yeah oh god that's fucking hilarious shut the fuck up guys it's a video game movie exactly but but hey that if everyone's saying that seems like a fun movie i'm i'm down i I find those characters creepy as fuck i i was interested when the first five nights of freddy's game came out it just got way too oversaturated and i couldn't fucking follow it anymore yeah uh another one i had mentioned earlier this year uh was an indie film called skinnamarink yes so skinnamarink um a new name director had spent i think like four to five thousand dollars to make this movie very low budget um it got played at Cannes film festival and they really people were like holy shit that was good um and he tried to get it on some streaming platforms it didn't push well um and so it got pirated and that was the best thing that happened to this fucking movie because now it's getting a an actual stream and release on three different services. Fuck you, Lars. Yeah, fuck you, Lars. Uh, but he's actually give, uh, recently said, uh, his name is uh, Kyle Edward Ball, actually, has actually came out and said, oh, I put something in the background that no one's actually been able to notice yet, or is it said out loud? So if you find it, let me know. Uh, and now everybody's really just like, you motherfucker. But it's kind of like, you know, video games where like some of the developers, like especially like uh, Rocksteady and stuff, are just like, oh, we put something in the Arkham games that no one's been able to find, or at least it hasn't posted about it. Uh, good luck, everybody. <laughs> it's just like, you motherfuckers. Like, um, but yeah, so. Well, actually, on that, I haven't, I haven't kept up with it. He may have finally said, but. I remember James Gunn said that he put an Easter egg in either Guardians 1 or Guardians 2 that no one spotted. Guardians 1, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's just like, no one, he's like, I put a major Easter egg in Guardians 1 and and no one has spotted it. And he said something like, if by Guardians 3, you know, no one notices, you know, he's like, but it's an Easter egg for what's going to end in Guardians 3. I don't think he still said what the Easter egg was. Yeah. But watch that be the ultimate James Gunn troll. Yeah. He kept saying, oh, yeah, there's something there. Keep looking. Yeah. Keep looking. And, then and he, there's this fucking nothing, nothing there. And he just has to make something up. <laughs> oh, never makes anything. I just never, just never acknowledges it again. Pretends he never said it. Uh, another that would one, be funny as shit. Another one I forgot to mention because... These some some horror movies come out in January. <laughs> Sorry, my, my brain automatically also just went straight into the fucking um what's that Stephen King movie or book rather about the um the author that was finishing his book series the fan didn't like Misery. Yes, I was immediately imagining like a James misery Gunn situation. His broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell Some, us what's in there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's fucking Kevin Feige. Yeah. He's pulling him in there. Tell me what the feature egg was. Um, but uh, so, uh, Ty West, uh, the guy who uh, is fantastic in horror, did uh, House of the Devil. You're next. Uh, is trying to do the Triple Crown when it comes to horror movies right now. 
by releasing three horror movies within a two-year span uh, that have major success. The first one was fantastic. That one was X. Um, it was about a young group of people in the 70s going out to a farm and recording a porno movie, but things go south very quickly. This is the precursor. And this- it's not because a horse showed up. No, it's not because a horse showed up. This is a prequel to that called Pearl. Uh, Mia Goth plays another character in the series, uh, and she Mia Goth will be the main actress in all three movies. So the next one will be called Maxine with three X's, uh, and it's about a woman in the porno industry in the '80s. So there's a lot of horror to be ensued right there. Um, but no, they've kind of doing a little tip of the hat to the golden age of Hollywood and stuff like that, where a young man goes into a town and to find the next young thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And this woman gets a little, who's a little bit cabin feverish, you know, is just like, I want to be a star. I can be one. And she's this plain Jane farm girl. And it doesn't quite work out. And this is the precursor to the farm that those porno guys go to much years later in the 70s. So each one will have a a 20-year gap. So you have like the 50s, the 70s, late 80s, early 90s. And those are... Maxine should be released by the end of this year, if not the beginning of next year, which will be the two-year mark. Excellent. Now I'll have to watch that. That seems like one I'll just watch all three kind of back to back as like a trilogy. Yeah, Jim Ortega's in the first one. Okay. Um, I can't remember. There were there were like a lot of no-name actors in this in Pearl. But Pearl was one of those ones. It felt like a like a Oh Brother Where Art Thou type. Like, like the way the look, you know, this weird Depression era look in America. And it's just like. She's having these flights of fancy, these like just weird fucking things popping up in her head that you think are real but actually are not. Right. She it it has this like this girl who wants to be Dorothy kind of aspect, who wants to be taken away from her life. But she has to, you know, kill for it. Right. <laughs> like Dorothy. <laughs> Dorothy for the land of Oz. She dropped the fucking house on a bitch. Yeah, in some some perspective, Dorothy is a terrorist. <laughs> but in some aspects, she's a freedom fighter. Just say it. And it would not be an episode of Couch Potatoes without at least some ridiculous comparison. I if you want to hear my two hour long dialogue of my interpretation of Baum's Wizard of Oz and the terrorist acts needed to change the government of Oz, you're welcome to listen to it. <laughs> It'll be on history. We forgot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Only me this time. No one's throwing a chocolate at me. <laughs> You see, Dorothy is an allegory for Ukraine. <laughs> oh, God, now you're just having Mikey on the show. Yeah. Let me just spit some political knowledge that I just fucking made up. Uh, and as we've been saying a couple times tonight, if you guys have not checked out this fucking guy right here on the Something Good Network, uh, proceed with caution, uh, but enjoy yourselves. Um, just Write take, him an email. Just just take your shoes off uh, when you come in the door, and then they'll be fine. They'll steal your fucking shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and drink their whiskey uh, and cuss at them because they swear that you can't. And uh. <laughs> And, of course, we also have History We Forgot with Chris Morrison and Christy Phillips and Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. Which, with a n- new episode coming out soon. Yes, if if, memories, if my memory serves me, correct me, um, I think our episode drops this week. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus, Lordy, Lordy, Lord. Put a dollar in the, the box. box. <laughs> <laughs> I 
actually had that happen at work. This guy came in. He's like, my fucking preacher rolled up in an F-350 brand new. All, all this. I ain't going back to that fucking church. I'm like, you gave him your money, didn't you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, that's your fucking truck. <laughs> you paid for it. I think you ought to go steal a tire. <laughs> I think you might want to take a piece of it. I think Jesus would understand. <laughs> and, of course, um, something good for you new episode coming out this friday at the time of this episode dropping with awesome uh friend and artist at this point it's the end of the episode i'll say it. we got david divine on the show so Hell that's yeah. going to be an awesome listen and watch if you wind up checking out the youtube link and the new slogan for this network don't be like dave sign up for the discord and have some fun with us if more folks have been jumping in and joining the conversation and it's been really enjoyable i mean like and see folks making new friends and finding common grounds with media and humor and all that shit so it's a good time in there I can't really think of too much more you want to plug but Chris you got any upcoming movies or comedy shows you want to promote no no all right no, I'm good I'm good I don't, I don't do comedy shows uh, buy a switch everyone buy a switch get tears of the kingdom go watch some horror movies on Hulu HBO whatever streaming service you provide or fucking bootleg it who gives a shit money's not real like it, they, they've got theirs they just finished the whole strike fuck them oh and uh, fun fact Elon Musk they're on strike in Sweden oh, go fuck yourself fuck. you electric fuck <laughs> this has been the couch potatoes see you next week You've been listening to the Something Good Network. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram, and check out the other great shows on the network. Link is in the episode description.